Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from Sauce on Delay. Oh, man. Life is good. Um, it's been, um, you got to say that. You got to believe it. And then you'll see where it is like that, in my opinion. You know, There's so many things. But somebody said, what did he say? Somebody said something like, you know, before you complain, you know, yeah, half of the people, like, anyway, there's a bunch of people wish they would be in your condition, you know, so, you're very fortunate, so just stay positive, I don't really have the words right now, but I saved some posts from social media that I thought were pretty informative. Um, I don't know if I can play a video on my phone and it record at the same time. I don't think it has that capability, but I'm going to try. Uh, here is Jordan Peterson, which is like, he's like a professor and he's like an internet, I don't know, internet celebrity guru, speaker. And I think he's uh, a, he's done, he's his, his, his study is in some form of psychology or behavioral um, stuff. And uh, let's see if it's going to record. Fair enough. Okay, well, it doesn't look like it's going to work like that. And what Jordan Peterson goes on to say, though, is alcohol is not good for you. Alcohol is not good for you. It's involved in a lot of violent crimes, like most murders, or he said something close to 50% of murders. Alcohol is involved, and I keep chiming on alcohol. That's probably not one of them. That's not, oh my gosh, that motorcycle. That's not one of the, uh, you know, there's so many other things, but that's one that's widely consumed by people and if it's involved in 50% of the murders, then we, you know, it's something that should be looked at. Maybe we need to, um, uh, I don't know, maybe we need to regulate it a little bit more, you know? And he's saying this, um, that's murders. He's not talking about DUIs. I don't know if, I don't think DUIs would fall into murder, but anyhow, let me see what else I saved here. Because the Jordan Peterson one is not playing. Let's see here. Oh, everybody's talking about Diet Coke, aspartame, the artificial sweetener, aspartame is um, is associated with cancer risks. I think we mentioned this before, but I, I more mentioned it um, in the capacity that aspartame is a neurotoxin. Um, next thing is, uh, let's see here. Puzzles and games cut dementia risk. But socializing with friends and family barely helps. What? Oh. Okay. So socializing, I guess, is not challenging enough, really. So you got to do puzzles and games. So maybe we need to, um, we need to introduce our, um, those who are susceptible to dementia and our elderly
others to something that's more stimulating than just conversation. I guess, you know, um, talking to your friends and your family sometimes is stressful. And stress isn't good for your mental health anyway. But the puzzles and games, I don't know. Is that, is that stressful? Or is that just uh, creating new synapses and new connections in your brain? I don't know. Let's read the caption. Puzzles, and card, puzzles, card games, chess, and adult education classes can reduce the risk of developing dementia over the age of 70 by as much as 11%. Uh, it's not significant, but it's something. A new study found but part but a part but participating in group activities and maintaining active social circles have little impact I'm not gonna read anymore so wow I mean we're social animals but I guess the social part doesn't really help too much um but the puzzles and stuff so, you know, it makes sense why guys, people like my boss didn't want to retire. They want to keep working, you know. Um, I don't, you know, my grandmother was a stay-at-home mom, but she never stopped doing everything. She never stopped cooking. She never stopped going to the market, you know. Um, she's not really a big phone person. She used to talk on the phone, but she really stay on the phone too much. Um, she think a lot she thought a lot you know she knew a lot she heard a lot and she didn't really speak as much as she heard but yeah so here we go here what's this one saying um i can't see the caption because uh okay let's see this one is from epoch times or they call it epic times we used to believe that mental health disorders were rooted in moral failings then we discovered that even bacteria can cause mental health problems. Some argue that it's rooted in childhood trauma. Then how about genetics? Those must play a role as well. But most recently, we discovered that there is an even deeper connection between a healthy mind and your gut. So can diet fundamentally change? change mental health so what this guy what this not guy but what this article is saying is that you know at one time we thought that people who were mentally ill were possessed by demons and you know, that's not necessarily invalid but um now we realize that there's uh, bacteria in your brain can cause that uh your diet can cause that Child, childhood trauma can cause that you know um even adult trauma, in my opinion, can also cause that. So, that's really just recapping what we already spoke about. Um, let me see here. Yeah, so, yeah, we, 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 we talk about these things all the time. We're aware of that now. Okay, here's another one. Wall Street Journal. They were exposed to lead on the job. Now they are sick. So what's going on is the telecommunications companies like AT&T ran a lot of lead um, communication lines, uh, it seems. And the people who worked in the manufacturing 
and the installation um, of these lines are, you know, are experiencing health issues. Um, there's also uh, another article which I don't have here where they're talking about um, putting down new telecommunications lines is causing, you know, the construction companies to encounter um, to encounter um, these lead lines also. So lead, lead, lead conduit, lead pipe, and all this stuff is, is definitely still in the ground, and it's uh, apparently not healthy. But let's see here what it says. Tracy Fachorn worked with lead solder. Her husband, Dan Fachorn, spliced lead cables. Her father, Peter Hopkins, handled lead as an installer and repairman. All worked decades for telecom companies. All are now sick. The Fitchhorns, like tens of thousands of workers at American Telephone and Telegraph, AT&T, and its successor companies, were exposed to lead on a job over many years. Current and former workers say they often felt left in the dark about their exposure and how to stay safe. So, the people are saying the, the, the lead made them sick, and but AT&T is saying that, oh, it's just anecdotal. Uh, it has no link. It has no association with that. Um, it has nothing to do with it. Oh, I see the police over here. There's some migrant ladies selling water. One, one, the lady selling water with her daughter on the corner, and the police are over there talking to them. David, I didn't tell. I don't know if I told you this. They're housing migrants next to my house, and you know, two of the guys have panhandled me already. And I don't know. You know, people have. Um, the truckers around my area, one of the truckers yesterday said that somebody stole the gas, stole the diesel out of his, out of his fuel tank. Now, that's not necessarily something that I have was done by the migrants. They must be waiting for a translator or something, but the lady's just selling water here on the corner. Uh, she's with her child. See a lot of the migrants with their children. Even before the big wave of migrants to New York, the women used to be selling um, mangoes and mangoes and all kind of stuff, um, water, juice, candy, and they would have a baby strapped to their back. But this little girl is of school age, but school is out right now, so I don't see what the big deal is. But hey. I don't know what conversation they're having. Anyhow, so there's a big, there's a big um, lawsuit against AT&T for lead poisoning of their employees. Okay. Now, this is one close to my heart. This is from The Economist. It says, American states want to stop minors from watching adult content. So, what's going on here now is I mean, even if back in the 90s, when you tried to go on a pornography site, it used to ask you for your age, and you had to put in the age, and then you just go right in. 
similar with the websites of alcohol companies um, you just put in your age and they're like okay sure you just put in a birthday or you put in any birthday I put in my birthday like in the 1970s or the 80s, like 1950s whatever they just let you right through same with the alcohol websites like I said so whatever you put down there, there, there you know there's no real secure validation so Virginia, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Utah passed laws this year requiring users to prove they are an adult before accessing pornographic websites. Arkansas, Montana, and Texas have similar policies that will go into effect over the coming months. Now, we already know that pornography is not good for you. That's not something that is political because people from the conservative side believe that it's morally uh, dangerous people from the liberal side know that it's uh, misogyny and exploitation of women um, they also know that it's um, it causes performance anxiety and impotence it also messes up your relationships and um, it, 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 it uh, promotes an unhealthy view of SEX so this is an area where no one should really disagree or no one should have an issue because people who have studied it, people who care, know that pornography is not good for anyone. It's not good for the performers. It's not good for the consumer. And it's not good for the society as a whole. And additionally, children are getting inadvertently exposed to it. That's dangerous, you know. That's very dangerous. Let's see what else. Now, this was an ad actually that I saved from AARP. It says, "Embrace the special value of intergenerational friendships." Now, I'm always well. I'm not always, but one thing that I believe in is multi generational households. You know, multi generational households, in my opinion can really help us you know unfortunately most of our elders right now are still working it's not like they can retire or they are retired but we have an epidemic of loneliness we have a lack of child care services and um, I think both of those things can if we have multi-generational households those both of those things can come together we can we also have a home affordability issue and a rent affordability issue um, all four of those things all those things can be solved I think by multi-generational households but let's read AARP's ad it says it started with a next door post next door is an app is a community app it started with a next door post Maria Rosa Clausen needed help with errands rides to medical appointments and companionship so her daughter posted the request. Kim Frisella responded, In the beginning, I, was, I wasn't expecting to find a friend, says Maria Rosa, 93. Friendships are often based on common interests and life experiences, which might mean that most of your friends are around the same age, or at least from the same generation. But spending time with friends from different generations can have, a, can have big benefits. According to a 2020 AARP study, 37% of adults 
have at least one intergenerational friendship with someone who is 15 years or older or younger. For more stories like this one, visit the link in our bio. So, you know, I had a buddy named Jimmy. He was about 72 or so. So he was about 30-something years older than me. And, you know, uh, yeah, he was a he was a good friend to me. I wasn't necessarily a good friend to him. But now he's, now he's dead. So what can I do? But, you know, we had a lot of fun conversations. He helped me a lot in general. I still have some of his tools in my shed right now. Okay, this is something that I spoke about in another post, but I, I didn't go into depth. Neither will I go into depth. Now, this is New York Presbyterian Hospital. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has granted full approval to lecanemab, the first drug clinic, clinically proven to slow the rate of cognitive decline in people with early stage Alzheimer's disease which will result in greater access to the treatment. Dr. Lawrence S. Honig, a New York, New York, I guess it's New York Presbyterian Columbia, neurologist specializing in memory disorders, explains how the treatment works, its risks, and the promise it holds for patients. Now, I'm not going to follow that link. So next one, Washington Post. Alcohol consumption surged during the pandemic and deaths followed. So this comes right back full circle to the, the audio that I couldn't even play. Right? And it's a map showing eh, just about all 50 states maybe. And each one of them shows, what is it? alcohol consumption and it also shows the change in alcohol related deaths now Mississippi had the most increase in deaths followed I think by Montana followed by Delaware so it doesn't care if you're right leaning or left leaning alcohol is killing people from all sides followed by Connecticut goodness. Delaware saw the highest increase in apparent consumption, 25%, and a 73% uh, increase in alcohol-related deaths. Mississippi saw the highest increase in alcohol-related deaths, 159%, and a 10% increase in apparent consumption. So, as we can see here, alcohol it's not good for you. Let's read the caption. Let's see, come on. Caption. U.S. consumption of alcohol, which had already been increasing for years, accelerated during the pandemic as Americans grappled with stress and isolation, according to recently released federal data. At the same time, the number of deaths caused by alcohol skyrocketed nationwide rising more than 45% in 2021 alcohol was the primary cause of death 
for more than 54,000 Americans, causing nearly 17,000 more deaths than just a few years before in 2018, according to data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, we're already aware that mental illness increased during the lockdowns and isolation um, but alcohol was still available to purchase of course anyhow people who are struggling people are under stress self-medicate so it was a very stressful situation for people to be isolated we're social animals I already told you we got a loneliness epidemic so if we have a loneliness epidemic that was going on before the pandemic. If we got a loneliness epidemic, now we're isolated. People are dying. People are scared. People are going to use. Now, people who don't want to break the law, they're not going to use drugs. They're going to use alcohol, which is very much available. And it's very unfortunate to see this, but alcohol is not good for you. And I would say that, you know, I don't know. My cousin the other day told me that two of his cousins, no, no, not two of his cousins. One of his cousins died from alcohol poisoning, but this was recently, like this year, uh, 2023. So, okay, let's see here. Critics worry about the safety of the stuff that makes mineral sunscreens. For years, the main component against mineral sunscreens was their thick white formulations, left people looking like ghosts today's that's less of an issue one recently popular ingredient for reducing pallor is butyl salicylate salicylate mm. butyloctyl salicylate BOS which the industry considers a booster boosters walk a fine line they supposedly improved a sunscreen's ability to block ultraviolet rays without doing the blocking themselves. And in the case of BOS, also purport to improve texture. Oh man, I'm, I'm talking and you're doing that. BOS is structurally similar to the chemical compound known as octisalate. Octisalate. According to five sources with expertise in chemistry, toxicology, and biology. Octisalate is one of the 12 ingredients that have attracted FDA scrutiny and a big part of why critics are targeting BOS and not other boosters. Read more through the link in our bio. So, that's about sunscreen. Here's another one, last one, because I gotta go to work, I'm about to be late. Washington Post, melanoma is more deadly in black men. A new study finds melanoma is far more deadly in black men who may get skin cancer in unexpected places such as fingernails and the bottoms of their feet. According to a study of more than 205,000 cases, researchers have long known that men overall have a higher risk of being diagnosed and dying of the disease than women do. But the new study is the largest evaluation to date to expose how the location, stage, and prognosis of melanoma in men varies by race. While melanoma is far more common in white men, the study shows that black men are 
percent more likely to die of the disease now black men are more likely to die of it because um they lack the health care and probably don't get oh man my fault and probably don't get early detection or treatment you know men don't like to go to the doctor in general something's wrong with them they say oh nothing's wrong with me it's just whatever whatever um so these i think these black men don't have the health care because you know black is synonymous with poverty they don't have any insurance they don't go get themselves checked out at the doctor enough um and the next thing is they say under the fingernails now you know i work on my car a lot after I work on my car, my, under my fingernails are filled with oil. And whatever other chemicals are I'm working on. Or whatever unknown chemicals have splashed up on the car or whatever's going on. So all of these things are carcinogens. They're associated with cancer. So you get oil under your nails and it stays there. Um, you're really risking your life. So recently what I've been doing is I started wearing gloves. Yesterday, yeah, so recently what I'm doing is I'm trying to wear gloves a lot now. Um, I just ran out of gloves yesterday. Um, but I try to wear my gloves so that I don't get all the oil under my fingers. But for years and years and years, I like to work without gloves. Now I feel so bad when I don't wear my gloves. And the reason why I... Well, there's so many reasons why I want to wear my gloves now. So many reasons. But this should be another thing that I should take um, seriously. Because sometimes I'll work on my car and I'll have oil under my fingernails and my fingernails start feel like they start to burn. And you can wash, 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 wash your, your hands and the, 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 the oil will still be under there. The dirty oil will still be under your fingernails and you can't get to it. You got to wait till it dries and then you pick it out. Or it grows out um, so it's not healthy to do those things so I figured that many I think really the reason why black men are dying more of it is due to uh, our attitudes regarding health care and not going to the doctor and not um, getting early diagnosis and ignoring our health so that's that's the reason that's one reason and the next reason is, uh, I guess, our um, occupations are more low-skill, dirty, get-your-hands-in-the-dirt type of occupations. Um, and the bottoms of the feet, well, one thing we do, and one thing that my whole family, for the most part, does is we try not to wear our shoes in the house. We don't wear our shoes in the house. When you wear your shoes in the house, you bring in dirt, you bring in unknown things like dog poop and all kind of pathogens into your house. So I think they could be helped by that also. You know, melanoma at the bottom of your feet. Maybe we need to go to the beach too and just get our feet, you know, get some sun, you know, we'll get some sun over our bodies, you know, so our bodies can get used to um, the sunlight because, um, yeah, you know, just because we're black don't mean we don't need to get a tan and we don't need to get sunlight. We need more sunlight than other people do. Bill Nye, the science guy, explained that when he explained the 
the difference between a ermine and a um anyhow you know a marmoset or a weasel or whatever you want to call it these animals they change their color in the, in the winter time anyhow i don't want to elaborate on that i'm at the job right now it sounds offensive hey that's the news thanks for listening